it's easy to buy. It's easy to, to raise the money. It's easy to sell, but it's the in-between that really makes the deal work or, or, or not. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer, with me on these Wednesdays. As always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you, Todd? I'm doing good. And the Wednesdays is where Matt and I just, uh, we just kind of BS. We have a, a topic or two and uh, I don't know, Matt, half the time we don't even follow our topic, but you know, sometimes we do. So uh, Matt, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about recovering from setbacks. Which, recovering uh, it, from setbacks. All yeah. Right. If, you, if you work in real estate long enough, eventually you have one or two of those. Uh, you better, you probably, <laughs> you probably aren't doing things right. If in business, you don't have some setbacks, you're probably just, uh, just not trying very hard, quite frankly. Um, taking any risks, right? So you're not growing. If you're not having setbacks, you're, you're just, not, quite frankly, you're not growing. You're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But, uh, before we get into that, Matt, anything new? Uh, well, I, um, Recently, almost came uh, into a, a GP on a deal uh, with uh, uh, Brady, who we mutual know, but uh, I'm going to actually pass on that. Um, it wasn't quite as good of a deal as I thought. Okay. So I think some of, some of the best deals... Working, uh, working at it. So, yeah. yeah, some of the best deals are the ones that you pass on, actually, I think. They are. They are. And today, uh, the interest rate environment and the economy and just the, the, there's a lot of unknowns right now. And, you know, re- I, I met with a so these last couple of days, I was out of town. I was uh, traveling to some of our properties, met with a couple of investors. One of the investors I met with, um, you know, he said it perfectly. He said, it, real estate is like, you know, especially multifamily, but, but commercial real estate in general is like this kind of just odd, um, odd deal. It's like, it's, there's very little risk and there's very amazing returns. It's like, you just don't find that anywhere else. But at the same time, there is still is risk and there's risk of no returns or low returns. And so, yeah, you're right. You just, you know, sometimes it's better to pass on a deal than it is to take a deal. And it's easy to get caught up and want to take deals and want to move on and um, grow the business. But it takes much more discipline to pass on a deal that looks decent but you just don't know, right? There's too much risk involved. And, and oftentimes that ends up meaning, Matt, that you end up kicking yourself. You know, if I, if I look back at it and go, well, I should have bought pretty much everything between 2014 to today, right? It pretty much should have bought most properties that we passed, uh, passed on. And, and a lot of properties we didn't even look at and underwrite. We, we should have bought them. But you can't, you can't, do that, right? You have to look at what's best for for your company and how do you move forward and and not look back and, and regret the ones that you didn't buy. Um, but also that's this part of making mistakes too, right? I mean, you know, I look back and I, we definitely made some mistakes. We, we didn't underwrite properly. We didn't relook at deals um, and we should have been buying more properties and probably taking more risks. And I, I don't want to say loosey goosey risks, but just getting out of our own way a little bit more. 
and taking risks and moving forward on, on deals. And so you got to use that and you got to learn from it and you got to look at it. Um, but we're also going to, I think there's going to be plenty of people, hopefully not myself, but there's going to be plenty of people that are going to see some pain here over the next few years. And uh, they're going to have to look back and go, what did we do wrong? Why did we buy those deals? Um, what, what are the mistakes we made and how do we fix that moving forward? Hopefully they don't get hurt too bad where, you know, they go bankrupt or they lose other investors money, but um, this probably is, it's likely going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's people who lost everything uh, in the last recession, but then, you know, came back because they had the knowledge and experience and they took that instead of just uh, collapsing and, and giving up uh, they were motivated more than ever to get everything back. Yep. Hey, um, by the way, Matt, we're, we're always trying to grow the audience. So I just wanted to give a, uh, a quick little, Hey, if you, if you, if you've been listening to this show and you haven't given us a rating review, give us a rating review, uh, give us a, give, give us a rating, you know, that helps a bunch. If, if you give us a hopefully five, five stars, but uh, review is icing on the cake. You know, I look and read every one of those. It's great to see them. So I appreciate them. Um, but, uh, and, and then of course, share the show if you, if you really like it and get value out of it. Um, and one thing I think a lot of people are surprised about is that uh, we have a YouTube, a, a visual version of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's not yeah, just so audio. You want to look like, at our, yeah. our beautiful faces, you know, check us out on YouTube as well. So yeah, man. Um, well, it's been, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me, uh, Matt, I, as you, as you know, and probably most of our listeners know, if, if you, if you're a constant, a consistent listener, you heard, uh, my business partners, Matt Bronner and Drew Whitson on, um, and they were talking about kind of this deal that we closed. So that, that was pretty exciting. We closed on a deal while I was out in Montana elk hunting. You know, I just, I get the congratulations text as I'm sitting up on top of a mountain, um, trying to, trying to hunt elk. Uh, so kind of neat. And actually that's what I just got back from. So I was gone for, uh, what was it? Nine days. I was gone for nine days, including drive, uh, there and back to Montana elk hunting. Um, saw a lot of elk or not a lot of elk, saw a few elk, uh, a lot of moose, uh, actually we, we, it was just the coolest thing. We're, we're walking Matt in the complete dark and, uh, I'm seeing these elk or sorry, moose, uh, prints on the trail that we're walking up. And I'm like, I'm just thinking in my head, we're going to see some, we're going to see a moose. We're going to see a moose. Sure enough, this cow moose starts running in front of us. We kick her up. She starts running. She, she bolts. And then, uh, I, I hear something, um, to my right and I look and there's a, a bull moose standing, I don't know, probably like 60, maybe 70 yards from us. Um, maybe, maybe even less. It was probably even less, quite frankly. Um, but he's just standing there, you know, look at, looking at us and it's fairly dark. So I couldn't get a good picture, but so anyway, so we keep going and we're going up this trail and I'm, as we're going up, I'm seeing more and more still moose tracks i'm seeing or one one set i'm seeing another set of moose tracks and i can tell it's going the same way we're going so i'm like man we're gonna see another moose and we get up to this the top of this kind of meadow area about 8400 feet up and uh we turn the corner and there's a moose standing there probably 75 to 100 yards and he's just standing there and the sun's rising 
And so he's in the sun sunrise and it was just super cool. So we were able to get some pictures with our iPhones, you know, not nothing special, but still some pretty cool pictures. Uh, the guy that I was hunting was buddy from, from, from college and, uh, him and I took a bunch of pictures and, and of course then continued on with our, with our elk hunt, but that was really cool. We saw seven moose, we saw you know, a handful of mule deer, uh, and a, and a few, few elk, but weren't quite able to, uh, to get it done. So we'll see. We hopefully we'll go back here in, in another month and try, try our hand again. But, uh, so anyways, that was fun. And then I got back and, uh, just a couple days after, uh, went to Memphis and Lexington and Louisville to just do a tour of our properties, make sure projects are, are going. It's funny, Matt, when, when we get to a property, we've got these big projects going on. And when we get to these properties and you, you meet with the staff and you meet with the contractors, it, it's amazing how prior, even prior to, cause they know you're coming prior to and after there's a lot more that gets done. And so it's always good to show yourself on these projects and, and show up. And so we've been very very frequently visiting these bigger projects to make sure we're staying on track. And so my partners and I have really been going pretty much every other week. Um, you know, so, so we're each going, one of us goes about every other week and that's really helped. That's really helped move the needle to help push things along. Uh, they see we're serious. They, they hear the conversations from us. They have to show us the results. Um, it's, it's, they can't lie to us. They can't tell us more is getting done when it's not. And so it's, it's just been really helpful and uh, making sure these projects are moving along the way we expect them to move. Uh, that's such a valuable piece of the puzzle. I think so many people forget. And we've talked about it, Matt, on the show so many times, but you know, it's, it's easy to buy. It's easy to, to raise the money. It's easy to sell, but it's the in-between that really makes the deal work or, or, or not. Yeah. I mean, I think the best way to keep a problem from, or like to solve a problem is to keep it from happening in the first place. And the mm -hmm. second best way is to address it right when it happens. So you're keeping tabs on things and, and you're ready. Yep. To, uh, so it doesn't become a huge, huge setback that uh, really throws you off. Yeah. And I think uh, th this frequent visit actually comes from, from both. So one of the properties that we're frequently visiting got behind pretty, pretty far behind on construction. And there's several reasons for it, right? I mean, COVID, COVID um, you know, labor shortages and, and material delays and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we weren't free, we weren't visiting the property frequently enough. And so we started visiting that property frequently enough. And we went, look, we got these other projects that are big going on too. We need to make sure we don't let that happen in these other projects. So, I mean, one of the, one of the properties I visited was the one we closed on the 15th of September. You know, I'm sitting here visiting it on uh, the 27th of September, you know, so it, we're making sure that we're staying on top of all of these projects. We're trying to prevent what happened to our one project trying to prevent that for the other ones. We're making sure that the problems don't arise by addressing it right away, by showing up, by making sure we're on, tr on track, on task, 
and that our business plan is being followed. And of course, there's always the unknowns, but the more we're paying attention, the less likely, in my opinion, that that unknowns, the, those unknowns are going to rear their head and that they're going to be severe, right? They're going to really cause problems. So, you know, let's say there is a problem that happened and, and uh, it becomes severe, you know, a serious setback. How do you recover from that? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously that's, uh, that's the topic of the day, but, but uh, it's, it's a really hard cause it's general, right? So it's really hard to answer, but I think, I think first of all, you need to be prepared from the outset. Okay. So, so from the very start, so let's, let's talk particularly business slash real estate, right? So if I've got a business or if I am purchasing a piece of real estate, the biggest thing I want to do is make sure I have enough cash. Cash is king. And so many people discount the amount of cash they have, especially in a high inflationary environment. We go, well, our cash is just eroding in value. Why would I want a bunch of cash? Well, that's that's very short-sighted thinking. Like Cash will get you a long ways, right? So we want to make sure we have ample amount of cash. And what if if you think you've got enough cash, you probably don't have enough. You need to think you have way too much cash. That's the only time where you might have enough for a, a rainy day. And I'm not talking a rainy day. I'm talking a hurricane that's ripping through Florida right now, right? That's a real event that happens. And 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 this is an analogy, right? But the, the a hurricane can rip through your property in, in a figurative sense and in a real sense, I guess too, uh, but a figurative sense or a hurricane can rip through your property and do a lot of damage. And if you don't have the reinforcements, you're not going to be able to survive, right? What do you do in a hurricane? You board your windows, you, you, you know, you, you make sure that, that, uh, the food is, is out of the fridge. You, you know, you just, you, stockpile, like you do things to prepare for it. You should be doing the same thing with your real estate is preparing for bad things to happen. Now, does that mean we're, we're fearing bad things all the time? Does that mean we're like hiding because bad things can happen? No, people still live in Florida which gets hit by hurricanes, right? And they enjoy their life in Florida, but when it happens, they're prepared and they're smart, right? They've got a storm shelter. So we can get ready for it without fearing it, without always being paralyzed by it. So I think that's first and foremost, what's your plan, Matt? Like we got cash reserves, great. Okay, do we have good, strong management? Great. What is in place? What does it look like? What happens when our occupancy starts to dip? What do we do with our rents? What do we do with our concessions? That type of stuff. Um, you know, how, how are we acting with our renovations or our maintenance and, and so on? And so I think those are really important. Of course, did you set yourself up with good financing? Um, there's all kinds of things that you can do to prevent those big damages from beginning right away. Yeah. And I think your attitude plays a lot into it as well. You know, uh, you and I are both readers of uh, Marcus Aurelius and, and Stoicism. Uh, you know, how are you responding when, when problems happen? Are you you catastrophizing and thinking, oh, this is the worst and uh, how can I recover? Or do you see it as like, you know, this is solvable. Uh, you know, you can't pro you know, prepare for every potential problem out there, but you can have the attitude of 
like, okay, whatever comes, I'm going to solve and move on. Yeah, don't freak out, right? Don't freak out. Be, be realistic. Really look at what can be done, okay? What should be done? So maybe it's, look, things are getting really bad and I need to sell the property. Well, is that knee jerk? Do you really need to sell the property? Do your anal analytics. Does that make sense to sell the property or should you continue to hold it? Do we need to do a couple of things to mitigate some pain or do we really need to sell it? Like if we look at our analysis and go, Hey, look, if we sell this now, we might lose some money or break even or only make a couple bucks, but what happens if we hold it long-term, right? Do we, if we hold it longer, are we just bleeding ourselves out? So it might be that you sell, it might be that you keep, it might be that we pivot our construction plan. Um, we have to figure out what pivot points, what's going to do what, right? There's always, every pivot point has a negative swing, a positive swing, likelihoods of either of those, you know, and, and we can really weigh our options. If we don't have, and it's really hard to right now, for instance, Matt, we're looking at an asset where it makes a lot of sense potentially to do a refi with no cash out. Okay. Well, the goal would always be to refi with a cash out, but it may make sense to refi with no cash out because that might put us in a better position. But if we don't actually put that on pen and paper or on a computer screen and really analyze the difference between all of our options, we don't really know what's best. We're kind of just guessing and we're guessing out of probably emotion versus really understanding the business implications of the decisions that we make. Yeah. And that's, that's certainly um, fair. And I think um, a common human response when problems happen is to ignore them and, and hope they get better on their own. Rarely does that work. Uh, you know, so I think you also be, have to be willing to address, uh, you know, the, the problems head on and, and be ready to take them. Uh, look, ignoring the problem never, never works at all. Right. I mean, and, and by the way, if you have investors or, or partners or other people on your team, employees or whatever, you can't ignore the problem. Right. Now, again, it doesn't mean you freak out. Right. It does, it, but you can't hide the truth from people. You can't hide what's going on. And, and it kind of I would say a little bit depends on who you're talking with. Right. With investors, I want to be very transparent. Now, I, I don't, again, I don't want to emotionally freak them out. So I want to also be careful of how I talk about it, but I, I, I don't want to, I want to make sure we're not at all hiding the truth. We, we want to be very transparent. If it's with an employee, that's a little different. Again, I don't want to lie to them and completely hide the truth, but I also want to be careful that I don't freak them out and get them to start looking for a new job and really make things a lot worse for my, my own self. So I still want to be honest and, and open with what's happening, but it's more of a dialogue of how do we find solutions? Not, hey, if we don't, if we don't do this, we're going to end up going bankrupt. It's, hey, you know, this is what's happening and I need all hands on deck and here's what we need to do or we need to come up with some solutions, whatever it might be. Um, but 
But either way, we can't ignore the problem. We can't ignore it for ourselves and we can't try to hide it from other people. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to work out. Yeah. And people appreciate that honesty too. Uh, you know, so they, they see that you're on the level with them. And, and so they're, they're open to you. Uh, or they're, they're more lenient about you having to do whatever it takes to get the problem yep. solved. Yeah. They might be anxious about it, but, but they're, they're definitely appreciating that communication. Um, you know, again, especially like, like, like I said, an investor, I mean, the last thing you want to do it as an investor is, um, send them an email saying, Hey, uh, we're losing all your money. Mm-hmm. And they go, wait a second. Your last 10 emails led me to believe everything was doing just fine. Uh, what do you mean you're losing my money? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Well, you've been hiding stuff from me this whole time. That's how you get a lawsuit against you. You know, you, you open up, you tell them, and of course hopefully you're not losing all their money, uh, but you open up and you tell them and they understand when things aren't going right, but they at least know that you're trying to come up with solutions. And so they're willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. And, and hopefully um, you can write that ship and, and you can make them the money you expected to make them. <clears throat> so I think another way to recover from setbacks, like in, in a preparation way is to partner with people who have a diverse set of uh, abilities uh, and knowledge so that when yep. problems do come, it's not just you trying to do it all on your own, but you have other people you can rely on to work together yeah. on a solution. Yeah. I mean, that goes to surrounding yourself with the right people, right, man? I mean, that that's exactly what you're talking about there and, and 100% true. It's so easy to think you can do it all on your own and, 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 be successful and maybe you can, but man, when things go bad, it's really nice to have other people that can take certain things and and really run with them and have an expertise in in that, that type of area. Um, Double down on, you know, look, I mean, let's, let's talk multifamily. Let's talk business, double down on, on advertising, double down on, on how you're getting, so multifamily, we, we need tenants, right? Um, construction, you know, look, I was talking, talking with my buddy who's got a construction company there. He's out there pounding on doors. He's out there marketing. He's out there working at getting new clients because the new building, uh, construction is down. And that's a big, pure, big, huge part of his business. What are you doing? Are you knocking on doors? Are, are you out there searching for new clients? In our case, new tenants. We are out there doing everything we can to search for new tenants to quickly lease up our buildings. And if we're not leasing them up fast enough, we don't go, Let, let's pull back on our marketing dollars because uh, we don't want to spend any more money. We go, we need to ratchet up our marketing dollars. We need to spend more money. We need to put more effort into it. We need to get more aggressive because we want, you know, if, there, if, there's, if there's 10 units vacant, we want to make sure we get in front of all 10 of those prospective tenants. And so we might have to get in front of 150 prospective tenants to land those 10. I don't want one person to go look at another property other than I want them to look at ours. If they're thinking about anything even remotely close to our area, they better know that our property's for rent. If they don't, we didn't do a good enough job. So we're going to double down 
on our marketing. We're going to double down on being aggressive to get our clients in the door. Yep. Smart. You know, that way you, you're not getting yourself into a situation that's uh, hard to pull out because if your uh, vacancy starts to go up, it gets harder and harder to pull out of that. Yep. Look, when, when hard things happen, it, it sucks, right? And, and But that's part of being a business owner. You're going to get kicked. You're going to get beat up. Uh, just part of it. Uh, it. You know, I think big part is just about your attitude. Like, you know, you already said that, Matt, but just a big part is about your, you, you being positive. You have a good attitude. You having a creative mindset to think about all the possible solutions that are out there uh, to really lean on other people lean on the experts that you've hopefully surrounded yourself with. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's difficult situations in business. You get out of them by problem solving. You get out of them ahead of the game or maybe even slightly behind the game, but at least you get out of them um, without hopefully killing your business by being creative, by coming up with solutions, by working your tail off, when you need to, that's how you create positive outcomes. And you learn from the mistakes that you made along the way, because I guarantee there was mistakes that you made along the way for it to happen in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, but people learn by making mistakes. So it's okay to make mistakes, I think, as long as nobody's getting killed in the process. Uh, yeah. And you learn from it and grow from it and make the place better as a result. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had plenty of, plenty of negative setbacks along the way. I, I've lost uh, lots of money in different various scenarios of my own money. Uh, happily, I've yet to lose any investors money. And the goal is to continue that, um, you know, working very hard at making sure that never happens. But um, there's been plenty of times where, where look, I mean, I've, I've, I've lost several hundred thousand dollars uh, and you got to learn from the mistakes. And you got to learn from what you did and you've got to, and it's always been even getting out of that with that loss, it, it's always been a creative solution to get out of it. So I didn't have as big of a loss as I could have, could have had otherwise. And, it, and it sucks, but you recover, you move on. And as long as you learned from it, as long as you grew from it, as long as you now challenge yourself to be better than then overall the outcome is a positive. Yep. Well said. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked in the past about, uh, uh, managing your property manager and managing contractors. And one thing we mentioned that's worth mentioning again is to have a backup plan with those. So you, you have a backup yeah. property manager, backup, uh, contractors. So if, if things don't work out with the ones that you have, you can just, you know, more smoothly, uh, transition to the new ones. Yeah. And, and fire, fire fast, hire slow. I mean, that, that's a, you know, that's a huge thing. And so if things aren't working with the current people that are in place, you're just going to have to eventually fire them and move on to the next. Um, now it, it, I always take firing very seriously. I don't want to just fire people, but that's why we hire slow. That's why we really take our time. And that's why we also have the backup, like Matt just mentioned is, is so we can move on as quickly as possible. It's never, a good thing. Um, but I've never had a positive experience with holding on to somebody after, you know, it's time for them to go. Yep. So. All right. Cool, Matt. Well, I don't know. There's probably lots more we could cover with this and, um, 
probably should have somebody on that's lost a lot, a lot, because <laughs> fortunately I haven't gone through anything too tragic. Uh, I've had my share of getting kicked in the pants plenty of times, uh, but I've never went through anything too tragic. And, and so that's fortunate, but of course, uh, man, there's, uh, there's other people that have, and, uh, they can always teach you a lot from the experiences that they've had. Yep. And the number one thing, like you said, is, is your attitude about it. Uh, your attitude. Yeah. And it, it's easy to get caught up in the negative, but, um, you got to push through it. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, Matt, if there's nothing else, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You as well. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.